Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll be looking at a plan hatched by the Democrats to end the U.S. government shutdown, the inauguration of Trump ally Jair Bolsonaro, and just what U.K. business leaders are saying about the outlook for Britain's economy in 2019. Then, the FT's Owen Walker will tell us about a new crop of money-saving services that could disrupt some traditional asset managers. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. A new session of the U.S. Congress is set to begin on Thursday, but sparring between Democrats on Capitol Hill and the Republican president in the White House is already signaling a new period of gridlock in Washington. Nancy Pelosi, who's expected to lead the Democratic majority in the House, along with the party Senate leader Chuck Schumer, are planning a quick legislative blitz to try to end the U.S. government shutdown. It began almost two weeks ago. In a joint statement, they said they would work to pass separate bills that would allow funding for the country's federal agencies through September. But funding for the Department of Homeland Security, which is the agency responsible for border security, would only run until February 8th. That funding would not include any new money for a border wall. That leaves just a five-week window for any compromise on wall funding. And there were no immediate signs that the White House was prepared to accept that solution. Building a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border was a signature policy of Donald Trump's 2016 campaign, and he'll need a strong turnout from his conservative base for the 2020 campaign. E convido o excelentíssimo presidente da República eleito, senhor Jair Messias Bolsonaro. And Trump ally Jair Bolsonaro has been sworn in as president of Brazil. Brazil, acima de tudo. In his first speech as president, the 63-year-old far-right politician said his government would free Brazil from, quote, left-wing ideology and respect Brazil's Judeo-Christian tradition. Bolsonaro was elected on a wave of popular disgust towards Brazil's previous leftist governments, and his supporters are hoping he'll end corruption, fight crime, and jumpstart an economy slowly emerging from its worst recession in history. But Bolsonaro, who is sometimes called the tropical Trump, also has his skeptics. His executive team includes many outsiders with little political experience, and his foreign policy team has been divided over a pledge to move the Brazilian embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Throughout the campaign, Bolsonaro openly denigrated women, LGBTQ, and black Brazilians. And some wonder if the far right-wing leader will be able to govern Brazil's roughly 210 million people inclusively. And the FT reports that UK business leaders have a dim outlook on Britain's economy for the year ahead. According to the annual Captains of Industry research by Ipsos Mori, the majority of the UK's 500 largest companies said they expect Britain's economic condition to decline over the next 12 months. And this all comes as uncertainty over Brexit continues to undermine business confidence. An increasing number of business leaders said they thought the prospect of Brexit was worse today than they predicted 12 months ago. And 68% of these so-called industry captains also said they had doubts about the government's ability to negotiate a good deal for UK businesses with the EU. But despite the pessimism in these numbers, an overwhelming 92% of business leaders said they were confident their companies would be able to adapt to the consequences of Britain leaving the EU. And here's something you might want to know more about. Traditional asset managers are facing a big problem, and that's how to attract younger investors. 
The initial investments made by people in their 20s and 30s tend to be small compared with older savers, and it can be frustrating to figure out the best way to allocate these funds early on. But a host of new services have attracted millions of young savers with the same technology they use as second nature, things like smartphone apps and chatbots powered by AI. The FT's Owen Walker told Eric Krupke how these apps work and how they might change the asset management business altogether. There's a, a range of different types of products out there, the apps and, and also things like bots, which are used over things like Facebook Messenger or um, other sort of social media tools. But primarily the apps which are used on mobile phones, typically they'll be linked to users' bank accounts. And often, if, for example, the, the user uses the, the app to make purchases of you know, day-to-day items, for example, a, a cup of coffee, the app transfers money from the bank account to the vendor and say the, so the cup of coffee costs £2.60. £2.60 will be transferred across and then it's rounded up so the another 40 pence then goes into a savings account for that user. It's a relatively small amount of money coming out of their bank account. They don't notice it as much, but it starts and it encourages a saving habit and, and these funds are invested in, in different investment products. So again, it's the start of somebody perhaps investing when they haven't done so before. And how are some more traditional asset managers reacting to these new tools? I mean, you, it, it, it's a range. You, you have some managers like uh, Goldman Sachs, who's got a very big investment management division. They launched their own service called Marcus, which is very much aimed at consumer finance. And they bought a very widely used app in the States last summer. So they're kind of very much embracing these products. You then have other uh, asset managers, the likes of Vanguard, BlackRock, typically the the larger managers who have very much embraced cheaper products, cheaper passive investment products. And they have been working with a lot of these tools and and using their own investment products, typically ETFs or or index funds, to be sold through these apps. But then you have a a very large number of uh, asset managers who are not involved in this at all and are very much missing out on this, uh, this new trend. And, and what might those traditional asset managers who don't take part in this trend, what might they be missing? What they're missing is getting access to this vital demographic, you know, typically millennials or those you know, in their sort of 20s and 30s, that asset managers have struggled to get a foothold in. You know, these people may or may not have company pension plans. If they do, they're probably not saving an awful lot of money into them. And if they are, it's probably going into kind of cheaper tracker funds. The sort of typical active managers who have higher fees, they've sort of struggled to attract these these customers and, and they're not doing so through these apps either. So although the amounts of money these users are saving at the moment is relatively small, you know, typically maybe a thousand pounds a year at most, it's the start of that journey for them in terms of investing. And, you know, I think when, you know, when they would be putting more money away when they're getting much more regular in, about saving, investing, pensions, ICEs, you know, their own investment savings accounts, they're going to be going to the asset managers and the tools that they're used to using as opposed to the ones who've pretty much ignored this demographic. And are these apps on the whole, are they meant to disrupt the traditional asset management business or are they supposed to kind of work in tandem with that business? 
I mean, it very much depends who you speak to. Some of the more disruptive apps, so for the, uh, the likes of uh, Revolut, which is very popular in the UK and Europe, it's got two point six or so million users so far. It has plans to launch in North America, in, in Asia later this year. They've very much gone on to disrupt the asset management market. They're looking to launch their own exchange-traded funds and very much take a, a big piece of that pie. A lot of the other ones see themselves more as growing the overall pie and, and bringing new people to asset management and to investing. So they see themselves as, as much more complementary to asset managers rather than uh, competing. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business... Whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.